Okay. Hey guys, Summer here. I have a real quick announcement for you before we get on with the show. A lot of you have been asking and super interested for a while in doing a Sheologians book club. So I decided that while Joy is on her cute little maternity leave, having her cute little baby that she kind of halfway named after me, that we would do a book club together. Um, so if you, here's, here's the thing that you're not allowed to be mad about. The only way I can do this well and do it for you guys so that we have a close knit community where I can actually see you and respond to you and people who aren't involved don't get to stick their nose in our business is if we do this through Patreon. So I'm not trying to make money off of you. However, I do need a way to run the book club. So if you go to patreon.com slash sheologians for five bucks a month, you can be a part of the book club. I know some of you are going to be bummed by this, but the great news is if you don't like the book club, you can just unsign up. However, here's my plan. Uh, once or twice a week, I'm going to do a live video where you guys can hang out with me. We're going to talk about what we're reading. Um, you guys can talk to each other about what we're reading, and we're going to have a lot of interaction there. Uh, we're going to go through a book a month for starting at the beginning of September. So September, October, November, we are going to be reading together, me and you, you and me. I don't know how the rest of the song goes. Anyway, so if you're interested in the book club, that's where we're going to be. Go ahead and sign up, head over there, find out what we're reading, and I'll see you there. On with the show. Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. pounds. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the she in anxiety. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> you heard me. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes there's not a lot to say. You just gotta let things lie. You know what? I saw someone on... I saw a listener like suggest a she like put into a TY let ending Enzo, whoever that is, and just blaming them. <laughs> okay. Cause I got the idea from them and obviously they're right and great. So that's, that's the end of my story. Anyway. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Here we are. Just putting the she where it doesn't go. My name is <laughs> Summer Yeager. Some people really do agree with that statement. <laughs> my name is Summer Yeager, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And Joy, I had a thought the other day. Um, okay. I had a thought the other day about earthquakes. Cause, oh, yeah. You were in one. Yeah. Because they were happening. Beginning one, of July. Felt one? Felt one. Like, you can be in a hurricane. But can you be, can you be in, in an, an earthquake? earthquake? Hopefully I think not. You can. I don't know. Like you're amongst it. I was amongst. Um, I, was, I don't know if that's the right word either. But I was amongst the earthquake. So the first one, um, my husband and I were laying in bed watching TV. It was July fourth, and I felt like all of a sudden I was like on a roller coaster, and I thought like do I just suddenly have like some weird like inner ear problem and I'm I really dizzy vertigo. or like what's happening? And then I looked over at my husband and like 
he was moving and I was like, I think we're experiencing an earthquake. And he goes, I think the washing machine is just unbalanced. Because <laughs> the washing we're machine. washing any comforters? Because <laughs> the washing machine was running and he was like, sometimes that just happens. And I was like. Sometimes the washing machine just makes the whole house shake. And, you know, I don't think he's exactly wrong about that. But, I mean, it feels like it makes the whole house shake. Right. But now from experience, I think you could probably say there is a slight difference. Right. So then I was just like, well, okay. So he got on his phone and lo and behold, there had been an earthquake. Well, then a couple days later... There was another earthquake and that one was it was much bigger like it was to the point where we like got the kids out of bed and like oh, went wow. somewhere because it kept going and i have this like hanging plant on the left side of my bed mm. and it was like well that's the big thing i heard is that they were just they were long it was go- it kept going like it was yeah. just going going anyway so my thought was the other day so like all these earthquakes are happening and then all these people are like it's the sign of the end times like oh. or you know like it's the it's because california is evil and stuff like that because the earthquakes are they're technically happening in california mm-hmm. and so my thought was like earthquakes are not always a sign of the end times and i know this because <laughs> i'm almost positive like how many earthquakes have there been in history and how many of them signaled the end of time <laughs> right so far, none of them. Well, we have a really, we have a very scientific understanding of earthquakes. Yeah. It's not speculative at all. Right. Um, so I guess the argument is that when God's ready to end things, mm-hmm. he's, he like orchestrates one of those <laughs> physical, like in a physical way uh-huh. to let us know. <laughs> Even though no, there are people no that man really think can know. Right. The day or the hour. But like I've seen people freaking out about this being a sign. And I'm just like, there have been so many earthquakes. There's, there's literally also a lot of earthquakes. None of them in, were a sign. In Japan and New Zealand and That's not true. I know of an earthquake that was a sign. Hold on. I got this. I know of an there was an earthquake that was okay. a sign. All and right. I know this. For realsies. Okay. Um, I believe it's in Matthew 25. I got this. Maybe it's Matthew 26. Anyway, the ground shook <laughs> when Jesus died, you know? Yeah. So you had like mm-hmm. the veil was torn. Oh, was that like a. Does that have anything to do with like eschatology or anything like that? Nope. It had nothing Not to do all. with the end of time. More like the nothing about like the, the dawn of a or new bring anything dawn of a new time. Like okay. Um. Well. So yeah, I think it was Matthew twenty-seven. Anyway, the ground shook there, and that was a really great sign. There we go. But uh, let's see. But you know, California is pretty evil. So Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit, and behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs were also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And there's why I absolutely believe in uh the supernatural part of that moment because right. um Ooh, sorry. dead people literally got up and I did a whole episode on that. That was one of my <laughs> yeah. Christmas stories last year. And like yeah. 
So there was an earthquake that was a sign of something. But my point was, is like, it wasn't the sign of the end of time. Right. Anyway. And I guess my point is God can activate an earthquake. Oh, yeah. Every earthquake that's ever happened was inside of God's will. Yeah. That's what we believe. Right. (laughs) So. But I don't know if he's going to be like, hey, just so you know, I'm coming. Here's a 7.1 earthquake. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's how it works. No. Um, But you're right. I am Joy and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And I was having this thought, actually mainly... I was having this thought after my husband had this thought. Okay. Um, I'm excited to hear this. So in a few decades, basically, or let's just say in 50 years. Okay. Within our lifetime. Mm-hmm. People will reference the 20s. Mm. And we, people our age, will potentially have a distinctly different idea of what that actually means oh that's weird so like you could say in 50 years you could say the 20s to someone and they'll think flappers the great depression right you know yeah early world war ii right and then some people will be like twitter right or whatever crazy thing is gonna happen self-driving cars oh that's so weird elon musk (laughs) you know there's something that's not I'm not making a prophecy about what's happening in the 2020s I had to read an article about something that like the kids are doing now okay (laughs) that was like I had a real moment because it's about it's about thread accounts do you know what a thread account is Uh, um I think I do okay but I'm not totally sure if we were 15 we would know what a thread account is, but we're officially that age now where like the kids are doing things that we never did, never could do and don't understand. And so I read this whole article about thread accounts and like the, the intro was like, it's basically tiger beat for this next generation. And I was like, wait, what was tiger beat? But that was like the, like teeny bop magazines where you like read about stars, but then like they give you little weird tips and tricks Uh and advice and it's like aimed towards the younger generation so like thread accounts are instagram accounts run by like 13 14 15 year old kids where there's screenshots of twitter threads full of advice oh so like you know self-care advice or like do this avocado hair mask if your hair is dry or, you know, or um, what was another one? Oh, here's how to take the perfect selfie, but well, it's Buzzfeed, all screenshots. BuzzFeed does that, too. They'll do, like, they'll be, like, the 20 funniest tweets this week. Right. Or whatever. Right. Okay. No, but this is, like, magazine advice. Right. And now people read it in Instagram posts. But, like, kids do this. Kids are running these accounts. I sound like a crazy old lady to a kid right now because this is just part of their, like, culture. Isn't that weird? Yeah. There's a lot of weird social media culture that I don't know anything about. A lot of people don't know, like reaction channels, stuff like that, Uh, daily vlogging, all kinds of stuff. You can just keeping up on your simple Instagram or YouTube. Right. Like words. This is all that jargon. Right. You can learn a lot about what's going on. But like what, what is crazy is like, young teenagers now 
like in junior high schoolers have like oh, yeah. a whole online life so disconnected from adults like and we don't know what they're doing right. and that freaks me out i think it's terrible yeah. but also like it's just weird <clears throat> a lot of kids make a lot of money too right it's weird there are people who there are 23 year olds right now that have never i mean they're millionaires yeah. they've never worked no just internet like a kid job you know like right they oh, did what's not... your first job oh you know my first job was having a youtube following of right five hundred thousand people right and then i just made ad revenue on that and right. sponsorships and i worked at journeys google preferred <laughs> that was i worked at toys r us journeys it was really funny journeys probably does i don't think journeys even exists anymore does i have it? no idea but I remember how to stock boxes of shoes. Oh. And um, I actually went through the training at Hot Dog on a Stick. And then you decided not to do it? I couldn't do it. I had a friend who worked at Hot Dog on a Stick. Okay. I mean, I'm really dating myself now. Like, Hot yeah. Dog on a Stick was uh -huh. a thing at one when I was in high school. Yeah. Although, malls were dying. Right. Like, I graduated high school in 2007. Malls were dead at that point. Yeah. But, um hot dog on a stick i went through the training and then i was like listen friend i cannot wear this hat <laughs> <laughs> the hats were ridiculous so journeys was across the mall walkway and two stores down and i had so a you friend still hang with your friend on occasion <laughs> i had a friend who worked there and she was like yeah i'll get you a job and then that was that and we used to like scale like you're supposed to use a ladder because in the back room it was like really tall high high shelves okay of I mean, like just stacked full, like of... the ceiling was that high. Yeah. But the shelves were so close. You could like Spider-Man up them. Oh, and we would do that. And I'm thinking about how stupid that was anyway. Oh, yeah. That was dumb. That was really dumb. Yeah. We all did a lot of dumb. We had a guy at Toys R Us that um, he put like a crib mattress because it's a baby's R Us as well. Right. Um, well, I should say they're two separate stores, but they Toys R Us has like a baby section. Yes. In each one of them. Um. But he took a crib mattress and like put it up on the very tallest shelf uh -huh. in the storeroom and would go up there and take naps. No. Yeah. On a crib mattress? Yeah. He would just curl up. I'm afraid of heights. Mm. I don't like that story at all. It makes me, makes my toes yeah. feel weird. Anyway. Lots of dangerous, weird things that happen in the back room. Oh, seriously. Retail is kids these days they don't know about these retail jobs <laughs> you're all just making money on the internet get off my lawn just um kidding. there's plenty of <laughs> plenty of kids and fine if you can make if you can become a millionaire by the time you're 20 i don't even know if i can be mad at you i'm not mad at you at all and you i mean go, girl if you're saying a lot of i can be mad at some of the things you do and say <laughs> and if your name is uh if you're like a rapper like a soundcloud <laughs> rapper yes. and your name's lil xan or yachty or something like that then <laughs> i'm just gonna be mad about that in general soundcloud rapper yeah <gasps> okay anyway we will all i'm not even gonna explain that because we'll all be a little dumber if i do yeah don't explain it it's fine if you don't know what it is don't worry about it yeah just you don't go need to, to sleep know. tonight you don't need feeling to know. good about that and you don't need to know what a thread account is but, but now you know <laughs> And you're welcome. Um, okay. So, hi. Anyway, 
Um, you can call us and leave us a voicemail and tell us about your retail job at 470. Why do I forget every time? 470-465-0475. I feel like there are people out there who have this number memorized better than I do. <laughs> 470-465-0475. Leave us a voicemail. You can hit us up at patreon.com slash theologians. We're going to have a lot of Patreon-only content this fall, so I'm going to recommend that you sign up there. You'll get access to early release episodes. And what else do I need to tell him? I don't even know. That's Are we announcing what fun Patreon-only stuff we're doing? Not yet. Maybe next episode. Okay. But listen, um, you might find out what it is if you follow us on Facebook first. Facebook, Instagram. Sometimes I just randomly decide to tell you guys things early there. So if you're not mm-hmm. following us on there, you might miss it. Um so yeah, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Our Instagram is Have You Had Your Soup Today? And I'm always busy on Twitter. It's Summer Rights S U M M R Rights. That's that. You're welcome. We are also going to be involved in a conference here. Oh, tell them about that. Um, we're going to be at ReformCon. That's right. 2019. I just that shouldn't come as a surprise to any of you. Well, it came as a surprise to me. <laughs> Apparently, my face was on the website before I was absolutely sure I was doing anything (laughs) (laughs) so that's how we do things here and I'm just ready to go I'll show up oh am I doing reform con I'm there yeah she legends will be there as a collective um (laughs) and then we'll see where we go from there (laughs) I will also have a young child yeah so we'll see how much I'm there that's right it's sort of just, I'm working hard to plan this thing, mm-hmm. and that's where we're at. And then at. you're gonna have a baby, so yeah. But it'll be fun, and <laughs> yeah, it will be. I mean, don't even just come for Sheologians. There's a lot of because we'll things have a live on. show and we'll have a breakout session. Yeah, but, no, come for that. Absolutely, but, um, <laughs> come for that. But also, there'll be some really great, cool people there, right? Um, speaking and then also in attendance. I have no doubt. Yeah. Anyway, reformcon.org. I've been going through the details so many times. I'm just going to ask that you guys go to the website. <laughs> you can't do it anymore. And look. Are you done? And what's going on? You're done with that? Okay. Well, I'll sell it to you guys more in the next few weeks. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know when this episode's coming out. I know. It's probably going to come out on the week before <laughs> reformcon. <laughs> Or something. We are working super hard to make sure that while <laughs> Joy is having a newborn, that we have weekly content for you guys. Yep. So the exact week this episode comes out, I don't even know. Yep. I don't even know. Anyway. Um so a couple months ago we did an episode about depression. We talked about depression from a biblical worldview. Um, we try to talk about everything from a biblical worldview, um, because we believe either you have a biblical worldview or a wrong worldview. (laughs) Um, that's kind of, that's where we are at. Yeah. That's what we believe the truth is. And, um, we had a lot of people who were just, I got so many kind of thank you messages about that. And along with those, the request to talk about anxiety um anxiety and depression a lot of times come together as a package Mm 
Um, well, and even in a very clinical sense, I think it's something like, I could be slightly off, but I think it's something like 50% of people who are like diagnosed with depression also have some like offshoot of mm -hmm. generalized anxiety. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, everyone knows they're related, but they're not exactly the same thing. Mm -mm. We're not clinical psychologists, no, but we're not. We thought um, if we could be encouraging when discussing depression, then maybe we can be encouraging when discussing anxiety. Um, it's something that affects us. It's something that affects all of us, I think, from time to time. And it yeah. is something that scripture absolutely addresses. So. Well, and also, I mean, so I think it's a good thing if you some of the stuff we say in this episode you're like i feel like we already heard that in your depression episode well good right because that means we're saying the right things because a lot of the the solutions i guess for lack of a better word <laughs> to this issue mm -hmm. um obedience in this area mm -hmm. looks very similar to obedience in the area of depression mm -hmm. um i think foundationally both are uh basically a lack of trust mm -hmm. that God cares for you um, and loves you. Mm -hmm. So some of it will very, it'll sound very similar. Mm -hmm. um, we did give, I think, well, in the depression episode, I think we gave a pretty um, well-rounded, we had a, a good conversation about uh, like the clinical side of things. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of that, those principles stand mm -hmm. in this episode as well mm -hmm. um we are not against uh psychology mm -hmm. it is an area that i mean i pray more and more solid christians mm -hmm. uh emerge into mm -hmm. and do and they start to operate in a biblically minded way mm -hmm. and not in quite so much of a secular right psychology mm -hmm. kind of way um, and so I don't know if there's really, I did like, I'm not looking to breeze over that aspect of it, but I think I would just point, we had a good conversation about it. Yeah. And I think in terms of like a clinical sense, like, mm -hmm. so in terms of some sort of anxiety disorder mm -hmm. or panic attacks, mm -hmm. I would just kind of, I want to like refer to that episode and just be right. like, that's what we still hold to. Um, right. That's where we're at, unless you want to add something. No, I mean, I think just a quick, um, you know, just we would say that um, our bodies exist in a fallen world mm -hmm. and our minds are affected by that. And so we're definitely, I would never, um, and I know you would never deny that there is a physical aspect to this. Well, especially I think depression absolutely anxiety even more so yeah is like in a, in a way I want to say it is a physical manifestation of lack of trust yeah in God right um now right. that being said there is a there's a, there's a, a physical component something is happening yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean I think you know if you spend any time on the internet at all what you'll come across is all kinds of articles about 
psychologists and people saying, you know, the rate of anxiety amongst our culture, particularly kids, is yeah. just skyrocketing. And it's like a lot of them will say, well, look how we're living. I mean, 13 and 14 year olds are running busy accounts, giving people advice. Right. Um, that sounds like something that would have given me anxiety when I was 13 or 14. Yeah. Um, a lot of of very real anxiety can be produced by the choices that we're making in our lives. Right. And I think what a lot of people who suffer with anxiety, um, I think we need to take a step back as Christians and realize that just being anxious is something that has totally been normalized in our culture. Oh yeah. It's completely normal to say I'm feeling anxious. And with along with that, there's no acknowledgement that that's not right, that that's right. not how it should be. It's not the end of that. Well, like, I mean, I think it's probably, uh, you know, I don't. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I have something to say about uh, Philippians four, six and seven. I get, you can add eight in there if you want. Um, you've all heard this first part. I want you to think about how many times you've heard someone actually quote the entirety of these verses to you, but it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your quests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, I mean, honestly, shame on every Christian that's turned, do not be anxious. <laughs> into a platitude or who has shared do not be anxious as though that is the whole verse even right that's not even the whole verse that's not the whole verse <laughs> um it's not acceptable to be anxious mm -hmm. right there it just says don't don't do it mm -hmm. um the great thing is <laughs> so we worry that god won't take care of us and we have anxiety and we worry about the future and what if I can't make this doctor's appointment and what if my entire family gets cancer because of the groundwater and what mm -hmm. if what if this and what if that mm -hmm. um and yet he <laughs> the command isn't done right he's actually we're given an alternative mm -hmm. to anxiety right which is also a command <laughs> that's right so it says so so the statement isn't just don't be anxious mm -hmm. the statement is actually instead of being anxious don't be anxious but instead pray mm -hmm. be thankful be heard it's mm -hmm. not like maybe god will hear you mm -hmm. be heard by god mm -hmm. and a peace that you literally cannot understand mm -hmm. peace which i would hope you guys understand is the antithesis to anxiety mm -hmm. in this um will settle mm -hmm. over you yeah so what a disservice we've done and i like even the fact that it it's to the point where i almost was like do we even use that verse mm -hmm. in this episode mm -hmm. because everyone's heard it so many times mm -hmm. but the truth is you haven't heard it so many times mm -hmm. um because what we get is we get don't be anxious and we're right. like okay but also what mm -hmm. if i'm like having a very physical manifestation of anxiety right now mm -hmm. what if my heart is racing what if i'm sobbing what if i can't breathe mm -hmm. um 
it, it doesn't seem like quite enough mm-hmm. to just say, well, you know, the Bible says don't be anxious about anything. <laughs> oh, oh, is that what it says? <laughs> no, actually what it says. See, and here's the thing is it the Bible doesn't just say don't be anxious, mm-hmm. but it's also not giving you a free pass to be anxious. So if you're anxious, you're supposed to pray. And if you're anxious because you can't stop being anxious, you're supposed to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I mean, even if so, like I said, if you want to add Philippians 4, 8 onto the end of 6 and 7, mm-hmm. uh, which we do because it's there. Right. Um, but in this specific situation. Right. We're even given further instruction, mm-hmm. which is to think on certain content certain right. things certain types of things yep and so i i think that it's very unfaithful for us to consider that a i'm just anxious it's very physical and this is just how i am and mm-hmm. this is acceptable mm-hmm. and b i think it's very wrong for us to continue suffering mm-hmm. with anxiety mm-hmm. um and what i don't I guess the emphasis on that statement is suffering with mm-hmm. anxiety. Mm-hmm. So they really do not know mm-hmm. that many of us will be free from anxiety or worry in right. this life. Yeah. Um, but the point is, is you can be faithful mm-hmm. in your suffering mm-hmm. um, or you can be unfaithful. Right. And so the faithful path is pray. Mm-hmm. Ask me for what you need. Like mm-hmm. he's telling you, he says, he says, pray to me, tell me what you need, make your request known to me. Right. And then express thanksgiving mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. How many of us are doing that? Right. Well, and I think it's interesting. Um, so the ESV and the NASB don't render this exactly the same, but in the ESV, do not be anxious about anything is not the beginning of a sentence. Right. In the NASB, it is. Right. Um, either way, there is a connection between the the immediately preceding thought, whether it's That's the beginning true. of the sentence or not. Um, but verse 5 ends with, the Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whether the ESV is rendering it right or the NASB, whether or not the Lord is near is the beginning of the sentence or be anxious for nothing is the beginning of the sentence. Either way, if you back up to verse five, you get, let your gentle spirit be known to all men. Or if you're reading the ESV, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. And so you have this, this, like it's the Lord. There's a comfort here that you should be taking. If you are a believer that the Lord is with you. Therefore, don't be anxious about anything. Now, there's no therefore there, but these are not disconnected ideas. Right. <laughs> this is a flow of an well, argument. In some, in some translations, they're not disconnected. In I mean, even as far as they are part of the same right, sentence. Right, they're part of the same sentence. That's right. <laughs> um, and then another interesting thought I had is that, so if you keep, so if you keep reading it, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all, all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. How many times have we thought about 
the peace of God being a guard. Like imagine the peace of God standing guard over you. Like the peace is going to guard your hearts and your minds. You aren't right. You aren't guarding. What is, what is your prayer is like, is your guard. Right. No, the, it's the peace of God will guard your hearts. Um, peace isn't this like feeling that you drum up because you said the right prayer. This is something that God is doing. His peace is guarding you um, in the sentence. And so it's, it's not like if you pray and then you don't immediately feel this like overflowing, you know what I mean? Like don't pray and wait for a feeling, pray and be faithful and trust that the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds. And so, I mean, I'm glad you brought the verse in. I would have brought it in if you hadn't like, this is, this is important. It's important to read because um, we do have to understand that it's a command. Um, this is not a suggestion. It is a command to, this is how the believer should deal with anxiety. We are not saying that a believer will never feel right. anxiety. Paul right here is acknowledging that we will feel anxiety. And he's saying, don't, don't stay in that. Here's what you do. Right. When you're feeling anxious, here's what you do. Yeah. Um, here is your escape plan. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of Christians think there's no escape for me. It just is what it is. This is how I'm built. And you know what? Maybe it was. Maybe maybe your temperament and the way that you, all these other factors, maybe they have made you a more anxious person. That That's legitimate. I believe you. If you're saying mm-hmm. that's me though, that's how I am. That's what I've got going on. Maybe you have... Maybe you have physical circumstances that add to this. Maybe you have external circumstances that add to this. I absolutely believe you. And I'm not saying that's not true. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that scripture says, okay, you're anxious. Here's what you do. Yeah. It is not a immediate cure all, but this is the path to life. Like this is the path to obedience is dealing with anxiety the way that scripture says to Um, and if your emotions are out of control, God gave us our emotions. God, we are feeling, thinking mm-hmm. creatures. We need to bring our emotions under his throne right. and at his feet and in subjection to him. Right. Um, so it's like, if your emotions are like, imagine your emotions are a horse and they're running away. Your job is to get on the horse and right. bring them back in, in accordance with how God says you should walk. Um, and as far as anxiety goes right here in this passage, we have the way this is how you tame that horse right. that's, that's running out of the pen. Um, and if you're a human, there's going to be times when this horse escapes the pen. Here's how you bring it back in right. into the pen um, is what I'm trying to say. And I think it's important to not buy the lie that this is impossible to overcome. Right. Um, I, we are not saying that the call is to sinlessness. The call is to faithfulness though. Yeah. And your faithfulness in dealing with anxiety might look different in different seasons. Um, read Psalm 23. There's different seasons in life. The point is, is that God is with you through all of them. And he has told us how to be faithful in this area. And so we need to, 
jump back on the horse if we've let it escape right and bring it in into submission to the word yeah i really do think that anxiety is one of those things another one i can think of is bitterness Mm -hmm. that when running wild it will like if you don't capture it it will take your whole life yes with you i was Um, gonna say it's a joy stealer yeah anxiety well and you the the (laughs) It's like this, and it, I guess depression is also similar in this way that there's like sort of a cyclical thing that happens. You're anxious, and then you mm-hmm. can't stop feeling anxious, and then you get anxious about always feeling anxious. And what if I can never, what if this never ends? What if that's still an anxious thought? That's still worry for what is going to happen. That's right. If depression is, that's right. La- no hope, right? For what's going to happen, right? then anxiety is worrying about what's going to happen. That's right. Um, From our very finite perspective, we have very little idea. Right. Generally about what's going to (laughs) happen. That's so true. We, we, (laughs) there are plenty of situations where we know we can observe quite a bit. A lot of us are fairly smart and in control. Mm hmm. Air quotes there. Mm hmm. Of our immediate lives. And what I mean by that is like most of us know where our debit card is at. Most of us can drive a car. You know what I mean? Like you right. have to an extent you trick yourself into thinking you have some idea about what's going on here. But ultimately you right. have no idea. Nope. And um, we're in and in some ways we are we're good at acknowledging that God is sovereign as Christians. But when it comes to the actual application mm-hmm. of knowing God's sovereignty, mm-hmm. um, we falter all the time and we worry, mm-hmm. we worry about so many things and we, and you know, in a way I know that some people d- wouldn't appreciate me using the words anxious and worry mm-hmm. um, interchangeably, but I do think that it's sort of a problem. Yeah. As a sort of a p- problem that reveals where we're at now, which is that, Anxiety in all of its forms right. are clinical, cannot be helped, require a pill. Um, and you know what? If you're if you're anxious, you're just anxious and that's just how you are. Right. Um, but just keep in mind that there isn't there isn't a circumstance that will allow you to stand before the Lord that will make him forget. <laughs> that he said to not do it. Right. Um, and I, and I understand, I understand the, how hard it can be to be faithful in this area. Um, and I do think that we should probably start acknowledging a little bit more how many hard, like how hard a lot of things are to be faithful in. (laughs) can be very hard to be faithful. Um, but there is this promise attached. Mm hmm. And so I'm not going to sit here and tell you, well, you know, like if you feel anxious and then you pray and you do that seven times, <laughs> like you'll start to really get the hang of it and, and, cir- and circle your house and blow a trumpet. <laughs> right. <laughs> then, you know, you'll really like, yeah, you'll, you'll start to be just a lot better. You'll get way more used to it. But I am going to remind you mm-hmm. that if you pray, mm-hmm. if you make your request known to God mm-hmm. and give Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Um, you're given this promise mm-hmm. of peace. 
Right. So do you believe that? <laughs> right. Do you believe that, I guess, do you believe the weird rendition of this verse that you've heard many times, which is, do not be anxious? <laughs> right. Or do you believe the whole thing? Right. Um, and And just be careful that it's one of those things that we, like, when you find yourself in anxiety, again, similar to depression, when you find yourself there, a part of you um, enjoys it and is held captive mm-hmm. by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously now in today's day and age, it's very easily rationalized mm-hmm. to stay in it. Um, it's not like a clean, perfectly cut out solution. Like, I don't know. I don't, I can't tell you how many times you'll have to pray. Right. And never not feel some worry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's very simple. We don't need yeah. to overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. There is, there's a solution. There's an instead of mm-hmm. there's instead of doing this. Yeah. Do this. Yep. And that's what we should do to ignore that. Yeah. Is to just ignore scripture instruction to faithfulness. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like you, you think that, that, that God doesn't care about you. And a part of that is he's like, well, just callously do not be anxious. Right. But it's not like that. No, that's not the verse. No, <laughs> the verse is an offer. Like, you know, like yeah. come to me with right. this mm-hmm. and I'll give you peace. Right. Um, that reinforces how caring God is that he doesn't just care about us, that he cares for us. Right. Um, and that he blesses faithfulness. That's right. And not just because then we don't have to feel anxious. Yep. He blesses faithfulness. I mean, that go- that goes b- back to original covenants, not just that <laughs> verse right there. That happened right. long before Philippians. <laughs> right. But um, I don't know. I guess I'd, we mainly, we just want to encourage people that even if it's hard to not give yourself a free pass on being anxious. Yeah. Um, and if you do do that, just stop now. Right. Um, and if you do, if you're anxious and you don't pray, start praying. Right. Um, well, you can do that. Like it's not, it's not, um, you don't, you don't let disobedience win by saying, Oh, well I'm just an anxious person. Or like, what if I never feel, not anxious I just shouldn't be faithful to, like or I tried being faithful and obedient in this way and it didn't help me not be anxious right that's those are not all those are all wrong right ways of thinking it's not pragmatic um pragmatism is hardly ever the answer right um but I mean the other I think ultimately what you were getting at what is something I would say similarly the answer is an eternal perspective Um, trusting God, trusting in who he is and what he said. Uh, The other famous passage in the New Testament um, regarding anxiety and the command not to be anxious is from Matthew 6. When Jesus said, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Verse 26, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap. Verse 27, and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. 
30, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I think it's worth reading most of that passage. Obviously, I skipped some. It's a long passage, but Jesus had a lot to say here oh, yeah. <laughs> about anxiety. And it's interesting that, that our Lord and Savior that we believe that loves us and died for us and gave his life for us, in this passage about anxiety, people who are anxious, he says, oh, you of little faith. Mm-hmm. And what was the solution that he gave? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So, and it, what I, that's what I mean by having an eternal perspective. So I have a lot of things on my plate right now that cause me great anxiety and what I'm constantly having to do sometimes like every 10 minutes is to give myself an eternal perspective and to think about the fact that this is not all there is right that well, this think, is not all of it right i think that that like that is i'm trying to think of the best way i want to say this i almost so in a way i'm going to compare this to um so it's so ultimately in both of those passages it's seek god be faithful and do this thing. Seek God. Be faithful and uh, focus on the kingdom. Be faithful. Make your requests known and give thanks. Seek God. <laughs> and um, and so either way you cut it, yep. there tends to be... So, so even in both of these situations, it's not just pray for your anxiety to be over. Pray for the worry to go away. It is... Okay, pray for those things. Pray for that. But then seek the kingdom of God. And in my mind, praise God with thanksgiving. Make your request known yeah. means that you can ask God for things. Yeah. But it also says... Well, verse 4, um, before do not be anxious. Two verses before that, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Right. This is part of it. And so there is like, there's this redirect. It's not just about not feeling anxious. It's about... It's a redirect. Yeah. Yeah. It's about... And, but then also give thanks and then also seek the kingdom of God. Like, it's not about you just not feeling anxious. It's that there is this other thing here. Anxiety is not... It's not that I... What I have for you is not just the absence of anxiety. I have this other thing for you. That's right. Anxiety is really beside the point at all. That's right. You know? Mm Mm-hmm anyway yeah no and i just like i said i if you have to do this every 10 minutes if you have to drop what you're doing and pray and and have an eternal perspective and remember that all of this is temporary this thing that you're allowing to make you a person of little faith right um it's temporary and so you need to remember think on things that are eternal think on things that are above um, you're right that we need to redirect, redirect that horse back into its pen. Right. Um, 
and and I, I don't in any way want to sound callous because listen, you don't got to talk to me about anxiety. Okay. <laughs> I know a bit about anxiety yeah. and I'm not proud of that. I'm just saying as, as humans, this is something all of us, all of us are going to experience. All of us are going to have worries because all of us are going to suffer. Um, that- and I do think many of us will have a physical reaction. There are I know so many people that mm-hmm. are kept up racing thought. Like if you look up oh, yeah. just the definition <laughs> of generalized anxiety disorder, which is something that you can be diagnosed with, which they'll give you medication for. You can receive talk therapy for it. Mm-hmm. You will f- find a list of symptoms that are pretty much something that everyone has dealt with. Yeah. And then I also think that many, many people have had, have gone that extra step. I know plenty of people that have had mm-hmm. um, anxiety attacks, panic attacks. I have personally had them myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no easy way mm-hmm. to say to someone that while you are hyperventilating and crying, <laughs> right, that you need to pray. Mm-hmm. But here I am saying it. <laughs> um, it may not make me popular, right. But it is what we're supposed to do. Um, and we need to focus on. I, I just think that I think anxiety takes over your life if mm-hmm. you let it. You have people that dissolve into not being able to go outside. Because um, right. anxiety can, in its ultimate form, be um, revealed in f- like phobic behavior. Mm-hmm. Like people who can't be around other people. Mm-hmm. Um, which totally disrupts their yeah. fellowship. People yeah, who can't say, go outside, people who yeah. can't drive in the car, people it's gonna who can't... It's going to affect your relationships, your ability to serve in the church. Right. It's going to affect all these things. I think I think anxiety is one of the top five causes of gossip. Oh, yeah. Like, I would absolutely say, like, when you're dealing with a lot of anxiety, like, it's it, it's going to... It's going to bleed into all areas of your life yeah anxiety is generally is tends to be the cause of ungracious assumptions which leads to gossip Mm -hmm. bitterness Mm -hmm. all that kind of thing it's just destructive and like i think it's i just think in this area we really need to examine do we trust what the scripture says on this or have we turned it into this glib little thing like psychological don't be anxious because tomorrow has anxieties for itself. Like, don't mm-hmm. worry about today. Tomorrow will worry. Like, it, you know, it's another whole day. Like, it'll mm-hmm. have a whole nother set of problems. And it's like, and yet we still find ourselves mm-hmm. worried about so, so many things. All the way from, you know, like, well, shoot, I really hope that my coupon is still good. <laughs> all the way to, <laughs> right. like, all the way to... um like I can't, I can't let my seventeen-year-old go mm-hmm. to that thing because what mm-hmm. if they get into a car accident right. and die? Right. And like, what I can't handle that. Right. I know. You know, it goes. Yeah. And it we, th- so many little moments every single day that build up to this thing, um, mm-hmm. and we're just told it seems oversimplified, but we're just told to not do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't do it. Right. Don't worry about that stuff. Um, I'm, we're not saying you need to be reckless. Right. 
and that God preserves the those who just do stupid things that with no concern for right. life or life of neighbor. Like that's right. not what we're saying at all. Right. But I think most I think most people know what we're talking about. <laughs> I think we've just so we've so internalized the world's message that anxiety is normal. So do whatever you got to do to survive. Like if you need to, you know, cut off that relationship and never talk to that person again. And it's like, no, this is a sign. And I, again, I'm not against boundaries, but this is a dis- this is a sign of a heart and emotions that are disordered. Right. It it should not be normal. They're not thankful. If you have to, not if you have to draw, driven. right. If you have to draw a boundary around every person or situation in your life that might have the chance of upsetting you, you're not living the way that you've been called to live. Right. Um, life is hard. You will suffer. People will be difficult. You have your own sin to deal with. You have other people's sin to deal with. Um, the world doesn't have an answer for this. So I think our ultimate encouragement is that we are told to have joy in all circumstances. So, um, Paul was willing to go to prison for believers who had maligned him. Right. But now we have Christians who are like, you know what? You're not a safe space for me. So I'm going to have to cut you out saying that to other Christians. Right. This is not the model that we were given. This is not how we live in community with each other. And if that is you, you need to repent and you need to start taking scripture seriously. Right. You need to deal with your anxiety. I know it's hard. I, I know. <laughs> okay, I know that it's right. not easy, um, but the Christian life isn't easy, but it's full of abundant promises of joy right. and have an eternal perspective. And peace that you cannot understand. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. That's and maybe right. that's why we're so not even praying for that. Like, we can't understand it, so we're not even seeking it. Right. And so God was like, well... I am going to write that down for you. Right. I'm, there's going to be an account <laughs> of that for you. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, everything that I'm saying, I could say to myself mm-hmm. and need to say to myself all the time. That's right. Um, I mean, especially like I can, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm done with the game of convincing people that I know what I'm talking about because now in today's day and age, you also have to be an authority mm-hmm. on the issues that you speak about. Right. Um, and that's just, I mean, it can help. And there's certainly some, some empathy and uh, to an extent, there's an understanding that can happen if you are firsthand, like have experienced that stuff, but that's not, it's there. It's in the Bible. Like, so I don't, right. whether or not I have, I have a resume of anxiety, uh, which I do, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, whether or not I have that. Right. I know what the solution is and we, I just, it's something that we have to work on. That's right. And when I say work on it, I don't just mean say we have to work on it. Right. And then not do it. (laughs) I mean, we actually, and we need to be doing this with a lot of stuff. We need to really Mm -hmm. say, what does the scripture say? Mm-hmm. And if what you do in response to what the scripture says is, so if you hear, do not be anxious, um, make your request known, be thankful, um, come to me in everything. Mm-hmm. I'm near. Mm-hmm. Like if you hear that and you just think like, well, <sighs> that doesn't work for me. That just doesn't work. 
it's not working because I still feel anxious. So you're or saying like, you're God wiser. doesn't understand me. Right. You're wiser than God. Is that what you're saying? Right. No. God has told us how to live. And if you believe in the witness of scripture, then faithfulness to God is when we are going to be the happiest and the most fulfilled because he made us. He knows what we need. Right. And he knows how we should live. Right. So. I really think that's it. That's it. <laughs> I keep finding more to say, and then I just keep circling back to the same things. Hey. <laughs> I think you did it right then. <laughs> okay. Well, that is it for this week. I don't know what we're doing next week. I know we're going to be here saying things. I know I'm going to be over on Patreon doing things. You can sign up at patreon.com slash for six bucks a month. And you should, because exciting things are happening. Things are happening. You can be a part of it. You'll get early release episodes. You can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. Let us know. I don't know. Whatever you want to let Check us know. Check out ReformCon. Check out ReformCon.org. Um, yeah. You'll see Summer face doing things you'll see my face i didn't even know i was going to be doing these things but i'm just going to show up and just do things and (laughs) she'll be there smiling at people if that isn't a selling point i don't know what is (laughs) you want to be smiled at (laughs) by summer and joy all right well you might find me sleeping in a corner oh bless i don't even care i'm gonna steal your baby (laughs) i'm gonna just like put her in a wrap just walk Where? around with her just wear you're like is that your baby and I'd be like a little bit <laughs> partially her mom's tired okay leave her alone in the corner it's gonna be like that office episode where it's Mindy Kaling's birthday it's Kelly's birthday oh yeah and they give her an option an hour of tv or uh-huh. a nap and then she like lays underneath the desk and then she's like I'm too excited to sleep. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about that. All right, guys, that's it for this week, and we will see you next week.